Hello there. I am James. I'm the pastor of the Glenwood Moravian Community Church, and this is The Essentials. This is a little podcast to explore our faith a little bit deeper, to celebrate and share the good news and reflections we have throughout life. We are back after a little bit of a break as I was moving from uh, from the Appleton area to here in Madison. We are up and running. Glad to be back in the office and getting into the rhythm of things. And for this episode, I have for you the first message I gave here at Glenwood, which would have been Sunday, November 12th. So the readings on that Sunday, the first came from Ezekiel chapter 34, it was verses 1 through 16 and 23 and 24. The Lord God proclaims, I myself will search for my flock and seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out the flock when some in the flock have been scattered, so I will seek out my flock. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered during the time of clouds and thick darkness. I will gather and lead them out of the countries and peoples, and I will bring them to their own fertile land. I will feed them on Israel's highlands, along the riverbeds, and in all the inhabited places. I will feed them a good pasture, and their sheepfold will be there, on Israel's lofty highlands. On Israel's highlands they will lie down in a secure fold and feed on green pastures. I myself will feed my flock and make them lie down. This is what the Lord God says. I will seek out the lost, bring back the strays, bind up the wounded, strengthen the weak. But the fat and strong I will destroy because I will tend my sheep with justice. I will appoint for them a single shepherd and he will feed them. My servant David will feed them. He will be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God and my servant David will be their prince. I, the Lord, have spoken. The gospel lesson for, was from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. I assure you that whoever doesn't enter into the sheep pen through the gate, but climbs over the wall, is a thief and an outlaw. The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The guard at the gate opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Whenever he has gathered all of his sheep, he goes before them and they follow him, because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger, but will run away because they do not know a stranger's voice. Those who heard Jesus use this analogy didn't understand what he was saying. So Jesus spoke again. I assure you that I am the gate of the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and outlaws, but the sheep didn't listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief enters only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they could have life, indeed so that they could live life to the fullest. Here ends the reading of the word. So just a few updates for the Glenwood crowd before I get going with 
the main part of the sermon, kind of an introduction, if you will. The first is an invitation to check out the weekly newsletter that is coming out uh, soon. On there, you will find my office hours as well as my cell phone number. If you see that and haven't reached out yet, feel free to send me a text, introduce yourself, uh, let me know your name and something you enjoy about our church. Uh, but just file that number away somewhere uh, if you ever need to reach out. And then the second thing is a bit of a confession that there was one class in seminary that I failed. And I know that's tough to hear. Your new pastor's here and he has failed uh, a class in school, but I just could not figure out Mind Reading 101. And I've been in ministry for five years now, and I'm still not any better at it. So for you, please don't assume that your pastor knows about something. Whether someone's sick, or in the hospital, or just could use a call, if there's anything, I would rather hear about it 20 times from 20 people than not hear it and miss something. So don't hesitate to keep me in the loop. I do have a lot of gifts, but mind reading is not one of them. But it is really exciting to be here with you, to be starting our ministry together. And when the call to Glenwood arrived over the summer, it really was quite a surprise. And I guess receiving a call might always catch you off guard a little bit, but when Brother Bruce Nelson gave me a phone call one afternoon. You are already a little on edge, a little suspicious when the district president calls you out of the blue. But he said he'd be emailing me a bunch of information about Glenwood, Moravia, that a call has been issued there if I was interested and felt led. But before I looked over that packet, he wanted to share a little more about what he knew about Glenwood. And as he was telling me about the church, he told me all these amazing things, that the music is fantastic, it's a great gift to the worship services. He also made sure to highlight how the location was in such a great spot. You go to a lot of events, Madison has a lot to offer, and it would hopefully be a great place for Allie, my wife, to find a job in the medical field. Then he said that the people of the congregation are so dedicated to their ministry, that they're very proud of their church. And it's all the things you hope to hear about a church that you're considering serving with. It's all good things. But to not burst your bubble, I have to tell you that none of those reasons stood out as to why I should accept a call to come here. On their own, those things aren't what would make someone <clears throat> leave one church and start brand new at a totally different place. Because the music here is incredible, but many churches are musically gifted. And sure, Madison, it's a great city, but you could also find positive and appealing aspects about any location if you wanted to. And then the people here, they are very committed to their church. You love this place dearly. But 
you'll find a special group of people in every congregation. So while it was important to know those details about all of you, at the same time, they weren't what made this call worth taking. I bet you're on the edge of your seat just wondering, well, then what was it? What about Glenwood stood out? Well, Bruce gave a pretty honest assessment about the church. After those positive things, he shared where the congregation is in 2023. And he said that with all those good things, the reality is that hiring a full-time pastor would be a stretch financially. And he also said that losing the income from renting out the parsonage would mean having to find new and creative ways to replace those funds. Then with all of that in mind, what grabbed my attention was that when he said that Glenwood is a church that's willing to go for it. They are pushing their chips to the center. They're willing to make something happen for the life of this congregation. They're willing to try something new. And I don't know what you know about churches, <clears throat> but new usually isn't a word that is embraced by many congregations. We like the way we've always done things. We like what's familiar and known to us. New is scary. New doesn't have a plan. It requires effort and it risks failure. But to hear that a congregation wants to go for it, that if they had to choose between burning out brightly and slowly fading away, they take the risk to do something bold. And that's something I want to be a part of. And I want you to know how seriously I take the trust and the responsibility that you've placed in me to walk with you toward a hope-filled and bright future. <clears throat> so my initial thoughts are that here in Madison, Glenwood, has a unique opportunity to do something important, not just for our own congregation, not just for the good of the greater Moravian church, but Glenwood can be a bright spot for Christianity in general. Because this is a university town, it's a young town, and younger generations have a complicated relationship with the church, to put it lightly whether that's based on experience or based on what they've heard, many have written off the church because they don't think it's relevant anymore or they assume that they, they can't get on board with what the church believes and they're content to just let the church fade away. And also many people assume that they won't be welcomed at a church. And that's for any number of reasons. Could be because they don't believe in God enough. That they have too many questions or too many doubts. It might be because of how they identify or because of who they love. Maybe they feel like they're too poor. They have no financial gifts they can bring. 
or they just might not feel like they are good enough. And it's because when they think of the church, the capital C, the big Christian church, they think it's a place of rejection and judgment instead of one of acceptance and inclusion. That's why you can read that gospel lesson for this morning from John, and you hear Jesus describing himself as the gate, and when you think of the church, you might think of that gate keeping people out. On a national scale, that's what the church has become an expert in over the years, keeping people out, telling them they don't belong or that they need to change that they aren't welcome here. But Jesus saying that he's the gate for the sheep, the gate for us, that's really meant for protection rather than restriction. He's there to keep the sheep safe. And as the gate, he's also there to bring them in, not keep them out. He is a welcoming, inclusive, and loving God. And I think it's time for people to rediscover that truth of the Christian faith. It's time for that message to be put out there against whatever other examples of Christianity there are. And we want to pull people towards a God that embraces them, accepts them, cares for them just as they are. People need to hear that Christian voice. And now that seed has already been planted here at Glenwood. That desire to bring in God's people, to protect them, to walk with them. We have this great little card that we give to visitors who are attending worship with us. And in many ways, it says, no matter what, you are welcome here. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter what burdens you are carrying that morning, you're welcome to worship with us and we embrace you. Now, the trick for us is that by the time someone has received that card as they try out worship at our church, when they get handed that slip, 95% of the work is already done. Because visiting a church is such a huge step to be vulnerable and curious, to walk into a room full of strangers to explore your faith. When you get that card, it's an affirmation that you've made a good choice and that we are glad you're here. Our challenge is how do we make what is written on that card? How do we make this expansive and limitless hospitality what people know about us before they step foot in our building? How do we ensure that people know those truths about our community of faith well before they take that leap? to worship with us or spend time with us? How do we make it so that card is what we're known for 
before that card is in someone's hands? Well, it means being bold. It means trying something new to reach a new group of people. And what it really is going to mean is loudly challenging the assumptions being put out there about the church. That we have to say all are welcome constantly, over and over again. Because if we don't be intentionable, be intentional about being inclusive and being welcoming, then as a church, people will assume that's not the case here. We have to be honest and be willing to say that we have doubts, that we struggle with our faith, that we don't arrive to worship to celebrate that we've perfected our spiritual journey, that we worship together and walk together while asking the same questions other people are asking. The same questions that keep people from coming to church, we ask those too. And to say that we believe in this mysterious and amazing God. Not one that we try to contain or define, but one that we lean into what we do not know. And on that journey, we're comforted by walking together. Because Jesus calls us to bring in those who are lost, those who are neglected, those who've been abused. And he asks us to take part in making sure that when people think of the Christian faith, when they think of our congregation, they'll see us answering that call to bring people in to care for those who the church has hurt in the past or continues to hurt, to be there for the lost sheep, the ones the world has tried to left behind. That's what we need people to see as they look at our community. When they see us, that they'll know we are truly following the footsteps of Jesus in the most loving the most inclusive way possible. And I can't wait to see who we will uplift and who we will embrace on this journey together. Amen. Well, I thank you for finding the podcast once again. It's good to be back in the rhythm of things. You can learn more about the church that I serve, the Glenwood Moravian Community Church. You can find our website. You can find us on Facebook. You can worship with us on YouTube. And if you want to know more about the Moravian Church in general, you can go to moravian.org. So take care. Be well. I'll catch you all next time.